0: I will tell you that, that if I look a little bit disorganized this morning, I am. If I look like I'm trying to put two or three different things together to make one, I am. I started the week off and spent, spent the first part of the week thinking... I mean, I, I was really expecting to come in here this morning and preach a full-on, all-about-Thanksgiving message. and about I had my breakdown of how to be thankful and what it means to be thankful and all those things... And, I, and I, I was at this same place in Scripture, but that's where I, my mind was. And then about middle of the week, Wednesday night, when I sat down with it Wednesday night, I missed church Wednesday night, so I, when I missed church, I used that time to, to focus on my, my sermon or Sunday school, whatever I got going on. And I sat down Wednesday night and started going over the notes I had, and I, and I, and I, I just it wouldn't settle. I said, okay, God, if we're going to change it, let's change it now, please, while I still got time. So it didn't really change. I didn't have to throw away what I had, but I had to incorporate some different things and kind of go a different way. And we are going to talk about Thanksgiving and being thankful, and that's going to be one of our steps this morning, but it ain't the central focus. Our central focus is going to be how to walk wisely. How to walk wisely. And we're going to be coming from Ephesians chapter 5 starting in verse 15. Ephesians chapter 5 starting in verse 15. I am going to tell you a little bit about, um, I want to start you off with something, so don't stand up just, just yet this morning. Um, I, I try to, for, I mean it is Thanksgiving week, right, already. I know, it flew by and you thought it'd be forever before it got here again, and wow, here it is, Right? Just about the time I decided to get back on the train and get some weight off, I look up and it's Thanksgiving and go, yeah, they're not even starting that right now, right? The year flew by so quick I didn't even have a chance to lose weight. Yeah. Right? Yeah, right? Right? I'm not the only one, I feel you. Listen, every year I try to, I try to remind myself to constantly be thankful. But it seems that I forget, life gets busy, things get going on, and then November hits and I have to do some catching up, and it seems like it happens this way every year, and every year I try to, try to keep a list, if nothing else in my mind, and every day I try to be meditating on what I'm thankful for. And, and, and of course it always starts with salvation, and it always starts with, with God's glory and God's grace and God's mercy. And then I'll, I'll, I'll finally get to a place where I'm to things like, I'm, I'm so thankful for my church. And I try to meditate on that for a, for a whole day. I just try to keep that meditation going, that thought going in my mind. And this year when I, when I would get to certain things, I would hear God speak to me. And, and, and I don't mean a verbal out loud conversation, but I mean it was a, a real thing. God speak to me. And, and, and He would say, be specific. And when I would get to certain things, God would say, be specific. Tell me what you're really thankful for. And when I got to my church this year, He said that. Be specific. Tell me what you really mean by you're thankful for your church family. Be specific. So one day, I think, was it Wednesday or Thursday? Tuesday? Tuesday. Amanda and I was going to... um, eat lunch i I was at the shop that day at lunchtime um which don't happen much here lately so we we took off to go to lunch together um and we were going to sonic and i said i'm going to send out a message when we get up here and get stopped i I said god i'm 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 gonna i'm gonna do a little survey and i sent it individually I, i sent a message that says i need your input what are you most thankful for concerning wales baptist church and I sent it to individuals and I didn't pick out specific people. I just rolled through my um, thing where my conversations are in my text messages on this um, do-hinky here. And uh, I, I'd sent it individual because I, I didn't want anybody to see anybody else's response. I wanted it to be a personal question. And I, just, and I just, just, just a quick, I think I sent it to like 25 people. And I had, I had a whole lot of let me think about it or let me get back with you. And I was so grateful to see that. And I had some people that, right, I mean, as soon as it hit their phone, it bounced back to mine. They knew what they was thinking. They'd already been thinking about it, obviously. And my full intentions this morning was to come in here and give you a list of things, let you walk out of here this morning with a list of things that you should be thankful for. That's where I started my week. And really and truly, when, when God changed my message is when I started seeing the things that some of you are thankful for. I'm, gonna sh- I'm not going to share any, any details that would tell you who, who sent it, and I'm not going to share any names, um, and I really intended to have this done in a way where I wouldn't have to just scroll through my messages to find it. But I didn't, so y'all just bear with me. This is that part, of, I said if I look like I don't know what I'm doing, I'm out of sorts, you're right, I am. I'm, I'm, I mean, I, I didn't realize I was going to get to use this the way it's getting used. This is, this is a response I got back. This is, this is a response to what is the one thing that you are most thankful for concerning Wells Baptist Church? The truth is preached and taught. Being a big loving family is very important. But without hearing and living out the truth, it's all for nothing. I would say either the genuineness of the church as a whole, giving it that small church family feel or the freedom and opportunities to serve I'm thankful for the opportunities to serve the Bible I'm thankful that the Bible is being taught and that we have some amazing people that are able to show me Christ. There's a good one. I had to expand this one because it takes up a whole... Listen, here's the, here's the whole answer. I wasn't ignoring you by any means because I sent this out at dinner. This response came in at 8 o'clock that night. It literally stresses me out to choose a favorite or tell you one thing. I have thought of this all day long and I can't tell you one because I am equally thankful for all. I've shortened it as best as I could. I'm thankful for not only one but two amazing pastors. Both teach the truth. Both will let you know in a second that they are not perfect and will share their flaws with you so that it doesn't seem that they are trying to be perfect. And without a doubt, I am loved by both of them. I am thankful for all the children and youth ministries. Our children have amazing amazing leaders and teachers as well. I am thankful that there, there are so many ministries that my children can be a part of. I am thankful for the small groups and the friendships that have grown from these. I am thankful for the body of Wales Baptist Church, a very loving family. I am thankful for so many opportunities to serve others. Now, some of these were um, tear-jerkers. I love and the I'm most thankful for the love and support of our church family during and after the birth of our children. The way everyone comes together to show support for whatever is going on, the Lord leads them, and it's obvious. Absolutely thankful for a place to go worship and feel safe from the outside world. When you come in the door, you know everyone is family by the love you feel, whether you are at the church or you run into them out in public. I'm most thankful that our church doesn't sell fire insurance. Y'all get that? We are taught the truth in the Word. And I say that not because of who you are, but because that's what I'm most thankful about, Wales Baptist Church. One of the things I'm most thankful for is a group of people that are there for us, both physically and prayerfully in good times and in bad. Also having people that love my child like that child was theirs and spending so much time pouring Christ into them. I think it um, I think that it'd have to be that no matter what, regardless of anything I have a home, and a family. It's always one of the constants in my life, and that's rare to have these days. I say all that to say this, I know I always have people fighting for me and with me. Um, I am most thankful for the way that our church makes everyone feel welcome. I can go on and on. I'm telling you, I've got, I've got a list, I, I mean a bunch. <clears throat> and what I learned from this, what I thought I was going to get and what I got was two different things. And what I ended up understanding is there's a lot more people in this congregation that understand thankfulness than what I gave credit for. In other words, again, I thought I would come in and pour out this big pretty list of things that I, I hope and wish you would be thankful for this coming week. And I really had five things that I was going to tell you that I want you to leave out of here today and be thankful for these five things each day this week. And what I learned was is it is that people really do have an understanding of what it means to be thankful and what it means to be grateful. So, that being said, that's how we got to where we're going to be this morning in walking wisely. And actually, my title is a question. Wanna walk wisely? Wanna walk wisely? And we're going to be in Ephesians chapter 5, starting in verse 15, and I'm going to be Kind of brief this morning. Not short. Didn't say I was going to be short. Didn't say I promised you to be out of here by 12. I said, going to be brief. Starting in verse 15. In Ephesians chapter 5. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise to one another out of reverence for Christ. Let's pray. Father and our God, I do come to you again this morning to say thank you for this day. And I, Father, thank you for this opportunity to be uh, standing before this congregation of people this morning. I pray, Father, that you would open our hearts and minds to your word and, and your ideas and your thoughts. Father, you tell us very clearly that our thoughts are not your thoughts. Father, I just pray this morning that you would share your thoughts with us. I pray, Father, for your guidance throughout our, our, our preaching hour. I pray, Father, that you would uh, bind up my thoughts and my opinions and allow only your thoughts and your opinions to come out of me. Father, again, I just thank you for this opportunity. and I pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, now where we're at in in, uh, in this letter to the church at Ephesus, um, the heading starting chapter 5 is Walk in Love. And we kind of get a little bit of a, a description of what it's like to to walk in love and what it should look like if we are walking in love. We even get um, a few things pointed out in, in that section of the scripture, things to avoid or things that aren't uh, a part of walking in love. Um, and then we goes on to, um, in about verse 14, uh, he starts quoting from uh, scriptures of Old Testament scriptures, and uh, then we pick it up with, look carefully then. So this starts out as a little bit of a warning, right? Look carefully then, because what he's talking about is how, how you should be walking in love, but how easy it is to fall asleep in it, Amen. and to get lazy in it. Right? And how, how easy it is to get content with where we're at and just let it be where it is. So he starts out where we're at this morning and says, look carefully then how you walk. Because it is so easy to be a sleeper. And it is so easy to get off track. So you got to pay attention. And what Paul's trying to get out is, what we're asking of you, and I say this to the point that I'm tired of hearing me say it, I know y'all are. What's being requested of you doesn't come natural to you. you got to be careful because what you're fixing to get is information on how to walk wisely and walking wisely as smart as you think you are ain't your natural ability. Because what happens is is we misunderstand what it means to be wise. A lot of people look at gray-haired folks like my dad and go, he must be wise because he's got years under his belt. Well, Chris must be wise because he's got all that gray beard and that white beard, right? He must be wise. Listen, wise ain't got nothing to do with years. Wise has to do with how many of those years you've spent obtaining knowledge and wisdom from the right source. Some people are very wise that ain't got no gray. And some people's covered up in gray and ain't very wise. So the color of your hair, the many the number of years you've been here ain't got anything to do with how wise you are. It's how you have spent your time that you have had here. Be careful then, how you walk. Remember we're talking about walking wise. I just come out of a series about the characteristics and traits of a Christian. And putting things on display and letting people see those things. This isn't about the wisdom you can share with your mouth. This is about walking wisely. In other words, walking out the things you claim you believe. You can tell me what you believe all day long, but I know what you believe by watching how you live your life. You can say what you want to say, but the truth comes out in your behavior and your actions and how you live. That's the truth with everybody and every subject and every situation. I always use the example of global warming. Those people don't really believe in that. Either that or they don't care that they're destroying your planet like they claim. If they did, they wouldn't get on airplanes and go have a meeting about it. That action screams to me they don't believe it. Right? Your actions tell me more about what you believe than your words do. Your actions tell the world more about what you believe than your words do. That's why he says, Then be careful how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise. Be careful how you walk. Listen to this. This next statement is going to be one of our major keys this morning. Making the best use of the time. You want to be wise? You want to be walking wise? Then make good use of the time. And you must make good use of the time. There's a because in here. Because the days are evil. Boy, it ain't hard to prove that one. (laughs) It ain't hard at all. You You don't even... I used to say turn on the news and watch, watch for You don't even have to turn on the news anymore to see the evil. The days are evil. The days we currently live in today are still evil. The days that Paul was writing this letter to the church at Ephesus, the days were evil. We live in a dark world. There's, there's nothing going to change that. It's going to be dark. We got into a discussion this morning um, about the, the, the way being wide to destruction and the gate narrow. It leads to eternal life, you realize that that it's wide, not because God is just letting a few get in, but but it's wide because that's where the majority of folks are going. That's that's the path they're on. That's what made the path wide, is the fact that so many people are on it. The reason the, the path is narrow to eternal life is because it's just few people that's found it. It's just few people that's walking it. It's not a narrow trail because God wants it to be a narrow trail. It's a narrow trail because very few people find it. And when few people walk on it, it ain't going to get very big. But, but the, the, the wide path or the wide gate is there because it's so many people trying to get in it. Right? Right? The days are evil. Make the best of the time. If you want to walk wise, if you want to be known as a person who walks wisely, make the most of the time. I've been told all my life that time goes faster the older you get. There ain't no way to express to you how true that statement is. There's no way for me. They they told me that and I didn't believe it, but I certainly didn't believe it to the level that time is going right now. I'm telling you, it feels like we just came out of the holiday season, and we're going back in. I just feel like the, the year just started, and it's all 2019 is gone. It's all but over. Listen, and the and the Bible says that the days are evil. Therefore, do not be fo- uh, therefore do not be foolish. But understand what the will of the Lord is. Because time is limited, and even with limited time, the days that we do have are evil days, right? So don't be foolish, but learn what the will... In order to not be foolish, you got to do this. Learn what the will of the Lord is. Learn what God's desire for you is. Because listen... You're living in an evil place. You're living in an evil time. You're living in an evil world. There's no debating that. So in order for you to survive this and be able to be careful how you walk, remember we're trying to walk wisely and we're trying to make the best of the time in evil days. Don't be foolish but learn what the will of the Lord is. Know what the will of God is. Because your desires go right along with the evil that are in these days. Remember, he said, started this by saying, look carefully then. Focus. Pay attention here. That's what he's saying. Pay pay, pay close attention. Because it's real easy for you you and I to fall into that foolish living and that unwise walking. The, uh, one of the first ways, the first thing you've got to do to walk wisely is know the will of the God. Because your desires don't line up with His desires. Your thoughts don't line up with His thoughts. He tells us that very clearly. So in order for me to be able to walk in a way that's wise, I've got to know what God's will is. Listen, this ain't rocket science. He wrote it down. He wrote it down. You just gotta spend a little time and a little effort figuring out what it says. And by figuring out, I mean read it. (laughs) It's not it's not rocket science. You gotta know the will of God in order to walk the will of God. And he wrote it down. I've never heard God speak to me. How much time have you spent in his word? The number one way, and I I started this morning off by telling you I, I felt God speak to me and change my direction, and I promise you that really happened. I'm not up here blowing smoke. But I can tell you more times than not, my references of God spoke to me is the fact that I read it in His Word. And you know something else? If I think God spoke to me, I'll go read His Word to see if what I heard is what it says because He'll never contradict Himself. And he spoke this as much as he spoke what I think I heard. Right? So listen to me. You've got to know what is the will of God. And in order for you to know what is the will of God, you got to spend time in his word. By some means. And, and it needs to be on a regular basis. So if you're going to walk wise, don't be foolish. Make the best of your time. Know the will of God. Keep going. Knowing the will of God keeps you from being foolish, by the way. Listen to this, verse 18. And do not get drunk with wine, for it is debauchery. Do not get drunk with wine, because it is debauchery. Foolishness, craziness, a waste of time. What has He just told us to do? Be wise with our time, right? Make the most of our time, right? So don't act foolish. And he follows that with don't be drunk. My goodness. How much more plain can this be? So what does he say? What does the Bible say drunkenness is? debauchery, Foolishness. A waste of time. The days are evil. Don't waste your time. If you want to be wise and you want to walk wisely, be sober minded. At all times, just be sober. Be sober. Because the opposite of that is drunkenness. Whether we're talking about a high or or, or we're talking about literal drunkenness. It's debauchery. It's foolishness. There's no point in it. You're wasting time. And listen, what does he say about the time? Make the best of it. Why? Because even what you have left is evil. So why would you add to that with debauchery? Be sober-minded. Don't be drunk with wine. And listen, he even gives us a way of, of avoiding this one. Instead of being drunk, instead of being lit, be filled with the Spirit. That's a process. So you ain't got time for foolishness if you're focused on trying to really walk wisely. If you if you really if you really want to walk wisely, you ain't got time for foolishness. Because he just told you to be filled with the spirit. Listen. You know how much time it's going to take you to figure out the will of God? You can't do it in 10 minutes sit down with the Bible, I can tell you that. It's going to take you some time. You ain't got time for foolishness. You know how long it's going to take you to be filled with the spirit? It's a process of sanctification. It's a process of learning. It's a process of acting out. It's a process of putting into action. You ain't got time for the foolishness. You, you see where he's going with this? You see how he's laying this out? If you want to walk wise, first of all, he gives you a warning. Look carefully then how you walk. You know why? Because it's easy to walk like a foolish person. It's easy to walk unwisely. But you've got to be careful to walk wise. You got to be careful to stay focused. You got to be careful to stay on this path. Why? Because it's a narrow path. If it was a wide path, you can just turn old self loose and let her eat and you'll end up there. That ain't how this works. This is a narrow path. And let me tell you something, it's also a curvy path. Not because God can't make up his mind, because me and you can't seem to keep our focus on the path. (laughs) If you want to be wise, if you want to walk wisely, you got to be careful, right? You've got to pay attention. You've got to focus. You've got to understand that the time is limited. You've got to make the most of what you've got because even what you've got left is evil. So you're having to fight against it to get it to a place where you can even make use of it. You ain't got time to waste. I ain't got time to waste. He's going to get into some pretty good instruction here in just a second. Just stay with me. Be filled with the Spirit is a process. It's not a snap your finger, it's not a a once in a lifetime deal. It's a process. Learning the will of God is a process it's not a get it all at one time and it just it just falls in your lap and now you got it figured out it doesn't work that way it's going to take some effort out of you it's going to take some effort out of me to find the will of god it's going to take some effort out of me to be filled with the spirit continually it's a daily thing listen this spiritual battle that we're in don't stop you don't ever get to a place while you're in this world where you can say i've conquered the evil i'm done fighting no, it's a daily thing for you to wake up and make the decision to fight this spiritual battle. And I just I told them in Sunday school this morning, you ain't never going to win a spiritual battle fighting with carnal tools. You've got to use spiritual tools in order to win a spiritual battle. And I know why so many people quit at Christianity. I do. Because if you got up every day and started fighting this battle with carnal tools, you're going to lose every day. And it ain't nobody that's going to keep fighting if all you ever get is losses. Right? So I question if you're getting tired, what's your toolbox look like? Are you using the right tools to fight this spiritual battle? Being filled with the Spirit is a constant and it requires something out of you. It's a daily choice to get up and continue to fight this battle. It gets hard. It stinks. I know. I hear you. There's days you just want to throw your hands in there and go, you know what? It'd be easier over there. And then you get a, a, a thing, and you'll get this next week. You're scrolling through Facebook on them days you want to quit. And one of your friends has posted scripture. You stop and, and I read it, and it was John... said so I wasn't going to forget John chapter 5 56 and 57 don't quote me on that anyway when I seen it I knew what it said and, and it's Jesus saying I mean it's it's Jesus talking to his disciples and going y'all can leave too and, and they said Peter says where would we go And I knew what it said and I went and picked up my Bible and I was frustrated and I was aggravated and I picked up my phone. Actually, I went from Facebook to Bible app and and looked up that scripture and read it and backed up several verses and went down several verses and and read it and read it and read it and read it. And it's all these people following Jesus and you know what they discover? Exactly what we're talking about this morning. It's hard. And he goes... You can leave. And they go, okay. And they walked off. All but 12 turned and walked off. And Jesus looks at the other 12 and goes, You can go too. And Peter goes, Where would we go? What is it? Chapter 6. John chapter 6. Where would we go? It's hard. But you've got the words to eternal life. <laughs> you know, you've got to keep reminding yourself of that. This is a spiritual battle. And you can't fight this spiritual battle with carnal tools. You'll get beat. And you can only stand so many beatdowns before you quit and give up. But if you'll fight with the right tools, if you'll use your time wisely, Right? If you'll take it in the way you're supposed to take it in and you'll allow God to continually fill you with the Spirit and you'll continue to use spiritual weapons to fight spiritual battles, then you can get a win every once in a while. Then you can get your confidence up. Then you can have what it takes to see the end of the path, not just the beginning. Because see, really and truly the path ain't what I'm after. I'm looking for the narrow gate. (laughs) If you want to walk wisely, it's going to take some effort out of you. It takes effort out of me, I promise you. It takes every day doing it. Listen to me, here we go, some specific things. If you want to walk wisely, we've been told to look carefully. We've been told to make the best use of the time. We've told not to be foolish, not to be drunk, right? We've told to be filled with the Spirit. Here we go. Here's how we're going to put this thing into play right here. In verse uh, 19. Being filled with the Spirit is the end of of verse 18, and this is just a comma. All right? Addressing one another in psalms, hymns, spiritual songs. Address one another. You see that? Address one another. We need to understand the power of Scripture praise and worship how are you going to address somebody using scripture if you don't know scripture how are you going to address it says address one another this is the things we're supposed to be using inside the church to encourage one another you know why? because the days are evil Time is limited. It's hard. It stinks some days. We need encouraging. And the things that I'm supposed to use to encourage you are listed right here. Scripture, praise, worship. That's what I'm supposed to use. Well, that ain't just for me to use. That's for you to use too. That's what you're supposed to use between yourselves to encourage one another. You know why? Because the days are evil. It's hard. It's tough. And you know what? People are turned to wine and getting drunk to cope with the junk of this world. That's how they get there. But if you can take a little time and learn how to encourage one another in Scripture, praise, worship, huh? That's what we're supposed to do, y'all. This is supposed to be a time of upbuilding. This is supposed to be a time of you being trained. Not me dealing with a fuss in between two of you. That ain't what this is for. You ought to be able to work that garbage out on your own. Grow up. you making me look bad in front of Jesus. Stop it. Stop it. Act like you've got half a brain. Act like you can understand halfway. Quit acting like what comes natural to you. If it, if it feels natural when you go to do it, stop. Just stop. Because you probably ain't supposed to do it that way. Right? In other words, if somebody says something and it just feels you just feels natural to grab them by the collar, stop. Right? Because it feels too natural and, and give them a hug instead. Because if it feels awkward, that's probably what you're supposed to do. Right? Listen. We want to walk wise. We want to walk, and we've got the instruction right here in front of us. First of all, address one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Listen. Singing and making melody to the... <laughs> melody is a person. <laughs> melody is a word from Scripture. Spiritual psalms, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart. What is a Melody. What's he talking about? Listen, right, listen. I don't know nothing about music, so y'all stop me if I'm wrong, okay? Don't (laughs) let me make an idiot out of myself, Leanne, Kevin. All right, glory, y'all stop me. But in my mind, a melody is when you come together in music, right? In other words, a melody is a combination of things that come together to make that sound that we all desire to hear. Am I anywhere in the ballpark? Could be, right? So in my mind, this talk about a melody is a unification of the body for the singular purpose of encouraging one another. For us to come together. Because listen, the days are evil. Time is short. We got to have one another. I ain't going to make it through this deal on my own. Kevin ain't going to make it through this deal on his own. Tater ain't going to make it through this deal on it. Chris ain't going to make it. Savannah ain't going to make it. If we don't have the one another's, and I've seen so much of this reality, and a lot of the things that I got back on my little survey I did this week was, was instances came. When I seen the person's name and seen the answer, instances come immediately to my mind of things I had walked through with them. So many people were thankful of the support whether it's physically or in prayer, the support, the fact that knowing somebody's fighting for me when I'm too weak to fight. Listen, y'all, we ain't going to make it through this deal. We ain't going to find that narrow gate by ourselves. I got to have you. And whether you like it or not, you got to have me. Or you got to have somebody. <laughs> right? 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 You ain't going to make it on your own. The melody, in my opinion, and and the way that this spoke to me, is is the the image of of people coming together. Encouraging one another. And pushing one another. Giving you opportunities to serve. Giving you opportunities to see your faith grow. Right? Keep going. We're about done. I said I'd be brief. I didn't say I'd be short. Verse 20. This is where the message actually starts. (laughs) Giving thanks always and for everything. You want to walk wise? Huh? You You want to be able to endure these evil days? You want to be able to find that narrow path that leads to that narrow gate? You want to be able to stay on it? Encourage one another with Scripture, praise, worship, and be thankful to God for everything. For That's what it says, be thankful for everything. That even means the stuff that hurts. Be thankful for it, right? All, all good things, everything. Everything that is good. James chapter 1 verse 17. I think I give that to Riley. James 1 17. I can't read it through them. Every good... I figured out somebody asked... Look, I walk around like this right here. I done found an answer before we go to the end here. When people ask me what's them for... I'm going to tell them somebody's lost them and I'm trying to find the owner. So if y'all have lost your glasses, looks just like these. I've got them. Save me after church. Every good gift and every perfect gift comes where? From above. from above. Look. Coming down from the Father. Every good gift and every perfect gift. Look, be thankful. Be thankful for everything. To God. Be thankful for everything. Even, even the stuff sometimes that don't look like it's what you want. Even the, time, even the stuff sometimes it looks like it brings more pain than good. Be thankful for it because God can use it to shape you and mold you into exactly what He desires for you to be. You want to walk wise? You, you want to walk wise? You want to get on the narrow path and stay all the way to the narrow gate? Listen. Be careful, look carefully because what comes to you naturally ain't what you need to be doing, right? Look at this, make the best of the time don't be foolish be filled with the Spirit address or encourage one another in Psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs and finally, give thanks to God For everything, be thankful, be grateful. It don't come natural to you. You know what we want to do? Complain, gripe, grumble, right? About what we don't have instead of being thankful for what we do, right? Be thankful, be grateful. And this isn't one time a year. Hey, I I think it's an awesome thing that we have a holiday that that tells us, reminds us to be thankful, but you don't have to wait for Thanksgiving to be thankful. These things are things you can do every day. As a matter of fact, you probably ought to do every day to stay in practice with them and get better with them. Be thankful. Take advantage of the days. Listen, this week, your family's all going to be gathered up in the same place. If they like mine, some of them's hard-headed, and even though they done hurt it, you can tell them again. Because they're all going to be huddled in the same place. Make use of the time because the days are evil. Be wise with it. Be wise with it. Y'all stand, and we're going to ask the worship team to come up here and uh, lead us in a a time of invitation. I encourage you to uh, respond to whatever God has spoken to your heart this morning, whatever that may be. I encourage you to address that by whatever means God instructs you to do so. I encourage you to consider the, 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 the warnings that were given uh, through the scripture this morning. Um, and I encourage you to walk out of here with those things in your mind so that you can be mindful of the process of walking wisely. Again, all these things don't always just happen just overnight.